reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord, observe what is right, do what is just, for my salvation is about to come, my justice about to be revealed. The foreigners who join themselves to the Lord, ministering to him, loving the name of the Lord and becoming his servants, all who keep the Sabbath free from profanation and hold to my covenant. Them I will bring to my holy mountain and make joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be acceptable on my altar. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The word of the Lord. and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon earth, among all nations, your salvation. Oh God, oh God, let all the nations praise you. May the nations be glad and exult because you rule the peoples in equity, the nations on the earth you guide. Oh God, oh God, let all the nations praise you. May the peoples praise you, O oh God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless you, and may all the ends of the earth fear you. Oh God, oh God, let all the nations praise you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I am speaking to you, Gentiles, Inasmuch as I am the apostle to the Gentiles, I glory in my ministry in order to make my race jealous and thus save some of them. For if their rejection is the reconciliation of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? For the gifts and the call of God are irrevocable. Just as you once disobeyed God, but have now received mercy because of their disobedience. So they have now disobeyed in order that, by virtue of the mercy shown to you, they too may now receive mercy. For God delivered all to disobedience, 
that he might have mercy upon all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not say a word in answer to her. Jesus' disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did Jesus homage, saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, it is not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, Please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O oh, woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And the woman's daughter was healed from that hour, the Gospel of the Lord. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. As we go deeper into the Gospel of St. Matthew, we are presented 
with a situation that when we listen to it, no matter how many times, it can be quite off-putting to think that Jesus, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, would actually speak in the way that he speaks to this Canaanite woman. It just seems, it's, it's quite shocking for many of us. But I would say this, we have to first of all understand it in its context. We have to understand that when the eternal word of God took upon himself a human nature, he took it from the reality of the people of God, the Hebrew children. His ethnic origin was of, Jewish, of the Jewish race. And so with that, we gain insight in that Jesus is deliberately in the region of the Gentiles. One of the mission, one of the signs that the Messiah has established himself and the reign of the Messiah has begun is that the Messiah would begin to bring back the scattered tribes of Israel that had been dispersed throughout the ages. And in this case, the ten tribes that were scattered in the, in the, south, in the southern kingdom were done, it was done by the Assyrians. So this woman is coming to Jesus as she is. She's making a spectacle of herself. She's making quite a scene. Hence the, 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 uh, the, uh, the plea of the disciples. Get her away from here. Lord, she's causing, she's giving us troubles. Move on. But Jesus doesn't go along with that suggestion. Jesus takes the opportunity to assert the primary, the, the, the order, rather, of salvation. And the order of salvation is first and foremost to the chosen people of God, particularly those who are lost and scattered. And so he reiterates this in addressing the woman. But we notice how she, how she initiates her appeal. She refers to him with a, a person who has knowledge of who he is, but also insight. Lord, Son of David. She refers to him as God on earth, Lord, Kyrios, and Son of David. She acknowledges the fact she knows that he is of the Jewish people. They have a particular cultural uh, standard and traditions that they follow. All of this is being acknowledged by this woman. But she's also acknowledging the fact that his reputation has preceded him. His reputation is what? A healer and an exorcist. And it wasn't uncommon for those people in the region, the Gentile region, to be afflicted by possession, demonic possessions, and other issues because of their worship of false gods and other things. If you want to know, and especially the fact that this is a Canaanite really captures the attention. It would have caught the attention of the first century Jews. The Canaanites historically were, were, were a terrible uh, uh, obstacle to the people of God. You can go back and you read the Old Testament. They were constantly at war, constantly creating problems for God's holy people. And the things that they were involved in, this, the behavior, the sins that they were involved in, if you want to get a good dose of that, go to the 12th chapter of the Book of Wisdom. 
I'm not going to take the time. We don't have the time to flesh it out. But go ahead and, and read Wisdom chapter 2, and you will have a very clear picture as to why it would have been so scandalous that Jesus would even be uh, engaging or allowing this woman to even come in proximity to him as he is. But again, because this woman knows who he is, she knows what it is he has to give. And what is she looking for? Have pity on me. My daughter is tormented by a demon. She is looking for mercy. Mercy is at the core of who God is. And so Jesus, far from trying to, to really berate this woman, again, he's inserting the, he is asserting the order of salvation first to the Jews. Salvation is from the Jews. And she acknowledges that. And then she says, but it, and, and so when he says about taking food for the children from the table and giving it to the dogs, well, first of all, the Jews were not even allowed. They would not even allow dogs to be in their houses. They have to stay outside. So they wouldn't even have had a chance to be sitting at the table looking for some kind of a scrap or uh, trying to, uh, uh, you know, just get up. Some dogs just help themselves. If they're tall enough, they'll grab. But in the Gentile household, the dogs were very much welcome to come about at the table. And they would sit there waiting for a Jew in order to give the bread to the, children, to the dogs. They have to literally get up from the table and go outside and throw whatever it is they're going to give to the dogs. So she's acknowledging, okay, yes, I'm, I know I'm on the outside. I'm not within the household of the Jewish people. But by virtue of the fact that you are the Lord, that you are God on this earth, all people are within your privilege. You, all people are under you. For there is no partiality with God. It's, a, it's on this basis that then she comes back and says, yes, but even the dogs get the scraps that fall from the master's table. Well, when Jesus hears that, he can hardly resist. He can hardly contain himself. Great is your faith. Let it be done as you wish. And from that very hour, at that very moment, that woman's daughter was relieved of the, the demonic problem. There's only one other miracle captured in the gospel that shows Jesus realizing it from a distance, and that's when the centurion approached Jesus. And Jesus uh, suggested to go to his house. He said, oh, no, I am not worthy for you to enter under my roof. I'm a man of authority. If I tell one of my subjects to go here, there they go. I believe that if you but say the word, it shall be done. And Jesus turned and said to the, to the Israelites, the, the, the disciples, he said, I have never seen such faith in all of Israel. He said, it shall be done as you ask. Go. And sure enough, it happened. So we are being presented today with this woman, we're being told to behold, and this, this is the word of the gospel today, and behold, a Canaanite woman of that district came and called out. Why are we being told to behold her? Because she's going to be the vehicle 
by which the lesson of the gospel is, is given to us today. And what is she being lifted up to us as? An example of patience and persistence in prayer and faith, but also humility. She bows down before the Lord. And she does whatever is necessary. She does what it takes to get what her daughter needs. That's also in play here. She's not about herself. She'll take, she said, you can say, say whatever you want to say to me. I am going to persist until you do what you, that, do what you have and are here to do. She's drawing it out. She's drawing it out of Jesus, whether he likes it or not. And what is she drawing? Mercy. And in this moment, when we see Jesus giving her as she has appealed to him, we get a, for, we get a, a preview of what isn't going to be explicitly commanded until after the death and resurrection of the Lord and he gives the great commission, Go ye therefore into all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. So this notion of Jesus, the gift of salvation being for the whole world, is not something that's just all of a sudden invented by St. Paul as we hear him speak to the people of, of Rome in his epistle to the Romans. Romans. Paul declares himself as the, Gentile, as the apostle to the Gentiles. But remember, Paul also following the order of salvation. First he would go, wherever he would go, he would first enter their synagogues, going to the Jews and proclaiming Christ. And then from there, if he was, whether they rejected him or whatever, then he goes to the Gentiles. Way back, the prophet Isaiah, in today's reading, chapter 56, alludes to a time in which all nations shall come, streaming, praising, and thanking God for the gift. We go back to the book of Genesis, chapter 12, when Abraham was given his uh, promise and the blessings that he would be. He would be a blessing to all the nations. We, we are the recipients of this reality. And we, too, are being reminded of what we ought to be about. How many of us here have prayed to God? We follow the mandate of what Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock and it shall be opened. And seemingly our appeals, our words are falling on deaf ears as if he's ignoring us. But is that the case? I challenge us this week. Call to mind a particular petition you've made to God that is seemingly quote-unquote unanswered. Meditate on that particular petition and see if indeed is it truly the case that it hasn't been answered or has God answered it in a way you weren't expecting him to answer it. God works in mysterious ways. He's the God of surprise. And if we find ourselves shocked when we hear such language coming out of the, the mouth of Jesus, you know, a lot of people have the image of Jesus as being another guy who comes along, coming to hug and kiss babies and, 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 and tell you and I how you have to be nice with each other. Play nice now. 
play nice. That's not who Jesus is. Jesus comes into this world as the Redeemer, as the one who brings redemption, as a, hum as a, as a, as a person who is both God and man. And he presents this revelation in a way which, more times than not, is unpredictable. We don't know what he can do or what he can say at times. He is prepared to do whatever it takes. Just like this Canaanite woman was prepared to do whatever it took to get him to reveal the essence of who God is, that being mercy, so it is with the way Jesus goes about realizing the will of his Father. And you and I well know that the primary, the food of Jesus, his sustenance was to do the will of his Father. So perhaps what we have happening here as well, Jesus is recognizing the will of his Father through this Canaanite woman in the way she's speaking to him and jostling with him to the point that she prevails upon him. And he grants her what she needs, not so much for herself, but for her daughter. And in so doing, what a blessing this is for us today. Let us remember what it is to persist, to persevere in prayer, and to be humble before God. Humility, one of the best definitions I've ever heard, Humility is knowing your place and taking it. This Canaanite woman knew her place, and she took it. Inside or outside, she didn't care. She knew who Jesus was, and by knowing who he was and the insight that she had, she knew what he had to give and desired to give. A lot of times, God presents us with a delayed response or puts us through quite an ordeal before, before responding in the way he wants to respond in light of addressing our need. He puts it, he, he makes us wrestle a little bit because he wants to build you and I up in faith, hope, and charity. God love you.